Welcome back to Coaching with the Bible. This week, Shlach on Courage. Last week, we began to discuss the three pillars of great leadership. We've discussed a lot of different aspects of leadership over the course of Coaching with the Bible. Last week, we touched on the concept of humility and the idea that humility is a key directive and a key force in developing into a great leader, being more humble and developing our own personal humility level. This week, through the prism of Caleb, the spy known as Kalev in Hebrew from the tribe of Judah, we're going to go deep on the concept of courage. Just by way of introduction, Caleb is my favorite person in the Bible. Uh, not uh, too shy to say that out loud. I think everyone actually should have uh, a favorite episode in the Bible, a favorite verse in the Bible. I think I mentioned that favorite verse during the uh, holiday of Purim. And I think they should have a person that they identify or connect to in a very deep way. So I love speaking about Kalev and over the course of years have had the opportunity to speak his story, to teach his story, to learn his story, and to talk about him in a lot of different environments and a lot of different places. And I can always really speak about him. I find him fascinating. And I think he's a great jumping off point for a conversation about courage. What is courage? How do we develop courage? How do we instill courage in other people? All those key ideas and questions are really important, and they jump out to us, and they come out to us in the person known as uh, Caleb. He makes his first appearance in this week's reading. Until this point, he is not somebody we've heard of. He's not somebody we've known about. In fact, uh, of the 12 spies, 11 of them uh, are not mentioned until this point. The only one, Joshua, has been mentioned before in the Bible, but the other 11 are anonymous to us until this point. This is the first time they are mentioned, and except for Caleb, the last time 10 of the 12 are ever mentioned. And so when the spies get their charge and they go and do what they do, and they return, they return, we all know the story, 10 of them return with a negative report and two of them disagree. And so I want to spend a moment here focusing in on Caleb because I think it's super important to really understand him in this space in this way. And separate and apart from Joshua, Joshua already has been identified and clearly is connected with Moses. He's clearly a close disciple. He's clearly deeply connected to Moses by virtue of his having been chosen as a leader to lead the army against the Amalekites earlier on in the Bible to uh, the, the moments uh, on, the, on the Mount of Sinai when Joshua was waiting at the foot of the mountain for Moses to last week where uh, Joshua was mentioned again. So there's a, clearly, a clear identification between uh, Joshua and Moses, and we ultimately know what happens with Joshua. He becomes the next leader. Spoiler alert. But Caleb is different. Because in all respects, he appears to be equal to the other spies, to the other ten, in every way, shape, and form. He stands out, at least according to the text, in no way and no manner at all with respect to the other spies. And yet, when they return to deliver their report, 
he steps out. And to me, him doing so is the ultimate act of courage. So we know the story. They come back. They give this terrible report. The people are freaking out. There's no other way to say it. They're really scared. The spies themselves have really set in motion a disaster, a catastrophe, a calamity for the people of Israel there in the desert as they're about to enter the land. It goes south. And then Caleb stands up and he silences the crowd. There's no other way to explain that terminology in that verse. He silences the crowd. We're in chapter 13, verse 30. And the manner and the way in which he does it and the things that he says are important. But perhaps the most important thing is that he does it at all. Because he has no reason to do it. It does not appear to be any sort of benefit to him or to accrue to him at this point than that he does it at all. So it's a risk. It's brave. It's a risk. It's dangerous. It's precarious. It's full of fear. And it's every opportunity to go badly. And the truth is, it doesn't go well for the people. It really does go poorly for all the people. Caleb changes no minds in that moment. But he's different. And the way the Bible describes him is that he has a different spirit about him. Later on, when God is now punishing the people, he punishes the entire generation except for Caleb and Joshua, because Joshua obviously joins Caleb, and together the two of them stand out. But Caleb is described as someone who has a different spirit about him. The commentaries go to the degree by which they explain that, in fact, he is torn apart on the inside about what to do and what not to do. Should he say something? Should he not say something? Should he stand up? Should he defend the land? Should he defend Moses? Should he defend God? Should he defend the charge that they're going into the land? Or should he sit by quietly? I've mentioned her many times, uh, Brene Brown, in all of her works, but really um, in her works, Daring Greatly, and in Dare to Lead, goes deep on the concepts of courage. Through the prism of vulnerability, but deep. And there's a very, very practical and important quote that I think relates exactly at this moment. You can choose courage or you can choose comfort. You cannot have both. In my work with uh, leaders of organizations and in the talking, that I, the talking that I do with people in organizations, I talk a lot about the concept of courage because it comes out in all the literature and all the coaching literature, as I mentioned at the outset, as one of the keys to great leadership. And courage is really the idea that a person is uh, stepping boldly and stepping greatly and really understanding that what they're doing is to step into a space that is uncomfortable, to step into a space that frightens them, to step into a space that scares them. The idea and understanding that, as Nelson Mandela once said, 
just get that quote for you here. Courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. It's recognizing and appreciating the danger of the moment, still being afraid in the moment, and still being still standing up and being counted and being noticed, even through that fear and in that moment. That is courage. We know of the cowardly lion in the Wizard of Oz who is simply seeking courage, the courage to, to live, the courage to be a, a, a courageous and powerful lion. So courage is this incredibly powerful and very, very important uh, piece of information. As I talked about before, when I talked to leaders about what does it mean to be courageous, what does it mean to live with courage, it's the idea of stepping out of our comfort zone. You don't get, as she said, comfort and courage together, stepping out of the comfort zone. I mentioned way back in the story of Noah that there's no growth in the comfort zone. It may be beautiful in the comfort zone, but there's no growth there. Caleb could easily have stayed in the comfort zone. The comfort zone would have been to agree with the majority of the spies. That would have been easy, would have made his life easy. Instead, he risks everything. He also risks being stoned to death, which is what the people want to do to him after he speaks up to defend God and the land and the mission. He's willing to do what it takes to get that done. He's willing to, as some of the commentaries go, it's a double speak, essentially. What appears to be something of an attack on Moses, the way the commentaries explain it, turns out to be a defense of Moses and the land and God. And he puts himself out there, that level of risk, that level of vulnerability of putting himself into a space that he is not yet comfortable in. Yes, he's chosen to be one of the spies. By virtue of being chosen to be one of the spies, he's clearly already a person of value, a great person. There's no question that that's the case. That's how we always learn it. That's how he understands it. But to be courageous and to be in this space and to do this, that is another level. He comes from nowhere. He steps into courage, he steps into leadership, he steps into the story, and by definition, he steps into history. That is what happens with Caleb. We remember him because he stepped into that space. We remember him because God then rewards him by giving him the portion of Hebron, Hebron, the city of of our fathers, the home of the tomb of the patriarchs, as his legacy in the future. So courage is this monumental value. It's the courageous leaders that foster courageous environments that get great things to happen among their teams. And so it's important for us to appreciate with respect to courage is to, A, to appreciate the level of courage and bravery that's there. I think bravery very much attaches to courage. I think people definitely view them synonymously and connect one to the other, and I think that's true certainly the case. But it's important for us to also want to create the environments for courage in our workplaces, in our homes as well. So how do we do that? And so it's going to sound similar to some of the things we've talked about before, but that's okay, because I think a lot of this is repetitive, and it's important that we repeat them, and it's important that we work on them in this sort of repetitive manner. So the first thing for 
our teams and for our homes is that we have to model and exemplify courage. For the other people in our lives to take on courageous and brave and bold action, they have to see it on us first. When we are courageous, when we step out of our comfort zones, when we get a little bit vulnerable and a little bit out there and we stand up, so that emboldens others to do the same. In my work with organizations on fundraising, I speak about this point a lot with leaders, specifically on this idea that when the leader is courageous in something that is outside their comfort zone, specifically and most often it is fundraising, it emboldens the team and emboldens the crowd to step up as well in a way that sometimes is incalculable, but very palpable. You can see other people putting on their gear to go to fight, quote unquote, for the organization when they see the leader step up. They feel more comfortable in that space of discomfort because the leader has done it. So the first thing is really to exemplify it in a big way. The second thing is to be, as the trillion dollar coach talked about, uh, Bill Campbell, to be the evangelist for courage as well. So not just to model it, but to speak about it, to speak about people who are bold, people who are courageous, people who are brave in their attempts, people in the company and in our teams and in our homes, and to pinpoint moments of courage, whether they were successful or not. Person was brave, say it. That was brave. That was bold. It didn't work. That's okay. That other moment, what you did there, super courageous, super bold. That one worked out. Celebrate it. Celebrate both. To engender the spirit of courage in the team, to celebrate all those moments of courage, even if sometimes those courageous moments don't work out. And so this is how we begin to build it. We can model it. We can be the evangelist for it. We can test it. We can learn about it together. We can look at moments of courage together, talk them through, work them through, think through why that was courageous, why that one made sense, and why the other one didn't make sense. We can acknowledge it for what it is. We can celebrate it. We will begin to see it happen with our teams and with our people when they start to bring solutions rather than complaints, when they start to get candid and engaged and open in meetings and start to share their opinions more freely and more comfortably, when they sort of get vulnerable in those spaces, say things with a more emotional, more passionate manner, that's them being courageous. You imagine you have someone on your team or in your home who, generally speaking, is quiet in meetings. I used to have this a lot with students. They didn't speak up. They would say that it's not their way. But to get them to be bold enough to raise their hand and to say something or to disagree or to present in public was an enormous victory. Life-altering, potentially, for somebody to be able to step into that space. To encourage it and to evangelize it for them and to them, get them to do it, you begin to see it. That's how you know that it's happening. Someone beginning to take on skills that are not in their actual, normal, current skill set because they want to grow, they want to do more, they want to step into bigger shoes and to do more things. That is how you see the courage taking place. So all of these things are part and parcel of what it means to uh, both 
create the space for courage, to embrace the environment for bold and brave and courageous leadership and teamship, and for people to get out of those zones where they're super comfortable and get into the spaces where they're following their heart, they're following what they want to do, what they feel is right. And the reality of it is, is that they can be Caleb. But it doesn't require being that. It could be something as small as uh, the quote from Emerson, which is, a hero is no braver than an ordinary man, but he is braver five minutes longer. It's simply that you stayed in it for a little bit longer, that you pushed forward just a little bit more. It doesn't require that the person gets loud. It doesn't require that the person become a giant. It's simply that the person is standing up for what they feel is right, is standing up for what they feel in their heart is the right thing, is standing up for something that is different than what they're used to, different than what they know, and they're willing to risk the failure. And if we're okay with sometimes the people on our teams and some people in our homes failing, then they'll have the confidence to be courageous again. And so what we have from Caleb is this idea of someone stepping up in a space, in a time, in a moment when they don't have to, they don't need to because they sense the moment, they sense an opportunity, they sense something that they have to do. And so we create the environment for it. We evangelize about it. We model it so the person can step into it. Ultimately, in this case, with respect to Caleb and the spies, it doesn't go well for everybody else. They all do not make it into the land of Canaan, into the land of Israel, except for Joshua and Caleb. He's rewarded for it. He is lauded for it. He is memorialized for it. He is remembered for it. So in the course of our understanding and our learning about great leadership, last week was humility, this week is courage. Hope you have a great week. Those celebrating, have your Shabbat Shalom. See you next week in Coaching with the Bible.